0: स्पेस रेडियो रेडिओ रूम जी हम सुन रहे हैं गपशप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ी में बात दोपहर के 2:06 मिनट हुए हैं आपसे लेकर तीन बजे तक आप और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े पैसे हमने गपशप रखा है वो इसलिए क्योंकि इसमें होने वाली अच्छी तरह से अंकित हो जाएगा क्योंकि आज वो दिन है जब महारानी II 96 साल की उम्र में इस दुनिया से इस दुनिया को छोड़कर उनका 21 अप्रैल 1926 में हुआ था और आ, उनका देहांत बेलमुरल कैसल जो कि यूनाइटेड किंगडम में है वहां पे हुआ Unkapuranam Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windortha, huge name. And when she was born she didn't know that she would be uh, the monarch one day because her father was number two in the family and uh, Edward was going to be the king. He was the king for just a few months and he abdicated and to give his brother, who was King George the Sixth. and um, the minute King George the sixth became, the king, uh, he started training his daughter, Elizabeth, his first child, to be the next monarch of the country. So for some people, um, I, I was talking to DJ Flight, and he said all his life he has known the queen to be the monarch. Mm-hmm. And now for the first time, it'll be the king. It'll be King Charles. And he has chosen to remain Charles, and he'll be called King Charles Third, as he just mentioned in the, in the in your news report. So um, Queen Elizabeth's uh, reign was uh, amazing, you know, mm-hmm. 70 years. She just celebrated her 70th, 70th year on the throne this year. And um, I do remember, I don't remember seeing her, but I was only six years old when she came to Nairobi. And I do remember my older brother, myself, and my younger brother, were at Government Road, where she, the mo- motorcade was going to be passing by. And all of us holding British flags. Aww. Little kids. They were all the kids from schools. They were all sitting in. And our dad had taken us because mom had just given birth to my younger sister. And she was only about three, four weeks old. So we all uh, were sitting at the you know corner waiting for the motorcade to come. And the motorcade came, of course, I don't remember seeing the queen, <laughs> but I'm told that the queen passed by and, and we saw her. So that was my very first view of the queen and probably the last because I never met her. <laughs> um, but but I can say that when she was in Nairobi and she wasn't the queen yet, she was Princess Elizabeth. And then she went to um, a hotel. They are very famous. And that was the inaugural suite made for them called the Treetops Hotel. Wow. She stayed there. She entered the hotel as a princess, and when she came down, she was the queen because that night her father passed away. And the minute the monarch passes away, the very second moment, the next in line is called the next king or queen. In this case, she passed away this afternoon and Charles became the king right away. So Charles III... And um, after his mother's death, and many people must have seen it on social media, he said, The death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of greatest sadness for me and all members of my family. Sort of almost
1: reminds you for a grandmother passing away or a mother passing away. Mm because we see it as like, oh, now someone else is going to step into the throne. But then we, I guess, not all of us suddenly are like, oh, what about Charles? Like, how does yeah, he feel right now? Exactly. How do, all of, how do her grandkids feel right now? That's right. Right? Because she's still, she's human. They had a family. They are a family. That's right. And yeah. that
0: that is a very good point that you've made. Um, I think the whole world is feeling um, sadness because of uh, Her Majesty passing away. All major all the countries. I mean, you know, she ruled over many uh, countries. And and of course, while she was still alive and um, many countries had received their independence, a lot of them sort of, you know, wanted to stay within the Commonwealth. And some decided to, you know, get themselves out of the Commonwealth. Um our latest one to come out was, I think, British Guiana that they didn't want the Queen as their head.
2: Mm.
0: and um, But the, the Prime Minister of India sent his condolences, also posted a couple of pictures, and uh, talked about how when uh, the Queen had visited, uh, he had visited the Queen, she showed him the handkerchief that Mahatma Gandhi had given her. No way. Yeah, so these are some of the memories people will be talking a lot about. Mm -hmm. And she lived for many, many years. I mean, she lived for 96 years. She was a monarch for 70 out of that. Um, That shows that she was only 26, 25 years old when she became very, very young. And um, she has four kids. Out of that, Prince uh, Charles is going to be the king and after Charles would be his, uh, his son.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so I think for a long, long time, we will not have a queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles' wife, Camilla, is called the queen's concert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I don't see any other queen coming up in the next <laughs> little while. What do you think?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. Like all of our cash... And our like, coins, they all have her face on it. I know. So now, starting at this moment, in this second, yes. are they starting to produce cash with Prince or with King Charles yeah. the third's
0: face on it? <laughs> Probably. Everybody will have to do that. And all that money, I wonder.
1: Very good question. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a very profound question. Yeah, what are we going to
1: do? I wonder how valuable it would be in the future, like yes. when, when nobody has any more of these Right. Of the cash, because I'm sure they'll start taking it away, right? And yeah. replacing it with Charles. They'll be right away
0: doing that. And the very first um, ones of Charles come out, they will be also very priceless. Yes. Um, I remember um, in Africa, we had, um, our parents had it. I didn't. I was too young at that time. Um, Edwards, he mm-hmm. was the king for, I think, seven months. And he opted out to be with his American wife. And he abdicated at that point. Wow. Because he married outside of the norms of the British, you know, mm-hmm. monarchy rules. Yeah. And that's how uh, Elizabeth's father became, you know, King George the VI. In, in this case, obviously, um, when Edward was the king, there were... Um, coins in Africa and we have some of those no way yeah wow and it says King Edward and I think he was sixth fourth or sixth or something like that quite interesting so all all the people who are of course um, keeping memorabilia these are things that they will be hanging on to Mm -hmm. Um, very good point I never thought of that uh, about the currency uh, so the whole world is pouring uh, in with their um, Tributes to the, the Queen and here is a tribute from our Prime Minister for the Queen
3: It is with the deepest of sorrow that we learn today of the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth the second She was our Queen for almost half of Canada's existence and she had an obvious deep and abiding love and affection for Canadians. She served us all with strength and wisdom for 70 years as we grew into the diverse, optimistic, responsible, ambitious and extraordinary country we are today. As her 12th Canadian Prime Minister, I'm having trouble believing that my last sit-down with her was my last. I will so miss those chats. She was thoughtful, wise, curious, helpful, funny, and so much more. In a complicated world, Her steady grace and resolve brought comfort and strength to us all. Canada is in mourning. She was one of my favourite people in the world, and I will miss her so.
0: That was uh, Justin Trudeau talking about Queen Elizabeth II, the monarch that lived for 70 years. And if you go through all the old photographs or uh, the new photographs, I think the last person she met was the new uh, Prime Minister of Britain, uh, Liz Truss. And prior to that, she met Boris Johnson, taking his resignation and then accepting. Uh, t- uh trust as the new Prime Minister of Britain I think she she looked very tired.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she looked as if you know she had lived a lifetime yeah which she had. um all day I think everybody will be talking a lot about her. um the the former chairman and of the African Union President Felix Antonio, he said that he his mm-hmm. sadness, Uh, He expressed on Twitter, calling it an immense loss for the United Kingdom and for the world. And I think majority of the countries that were under Commonwealth will all feel like that. Mm -hmm. And here is what I I think, um, in my own opinion, majority of the Commonwealth countries will now want to be out of Britain and would not want to be in Commonwealth. Mm. Uh, they would won't, wouldn't want uh, Charles to be the head of the state, except in, for Canada. Is
1: it because you think they had this attachment with her, like throughout this entire time they grew this attachment to her, or is it because of the way she ruled? What do you think would be the main cause as to why they would not want to be in there anymore? I think they
0: stayed because of her, mm-hmm. and they're leaving because she's gone. Mm-hmm. That is the reason, no other reason. Yeah. Um, she, they stayed because she was there. Yeah. and she uh, for, for many people like you know your generation just did not see any other you only know of a monarch uh, mm-hmm. the queen yeah um, your mother's generation yeah. they also know just the, the queen I mean I was six years old when I did see king of England and then the queen
2: mm-hmm.
0: but many people in the commonwealth and those commonwealth countries and there are quite a few uh, all of them I think, will want to, you know, remain, but there will be some that will certainly be axing their relationship with uh, Great Britain. Because it doesn't have the same power that it did in the 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do. Yeah. President Biden also hailed Queen Elizabeth II as more than a monarch, he said in a statement. Um, he said that uh, witnessed to she, she has witnessed seven decades uh, unprecedented human advancement and the forward march of human, human dignity is personified in Queen Elizabeth II. So majority of the world leaders will be saying some beautiful things about her, which is very nice, you know. And let's see um, how King Charles III um, takes this country forward
1: yeah I mean going back to what you said about how even my mom and myself how you know we've never seen anyone but the queen you know she is a part unknowingly too she's a part of our everyday like life and every time I talk sometimes I even say oh that lady looks like the queen of England but now it's like who's the queen of England yeah right like who like and you know like my kids aren't gonna know what she looked like unless they read the books or like study history but you know now it's like I really have to think about think about it right
0: Huh. You were talking about money, weren't you? So the governor of the Bank of England, which issues the country's banknotes, said the Queen's image would remain legal tender for quite some time.
2: Mm.
0: He said, As the first monarch to feature on Bank of England banknotes, the Queen's iconic portraits are synonymous with some of the most important work we do. That's Mr. Bailey uh, who is the governor of Bank of England. He says a further announcement regarding existing Bank of England notes will be made once the period of mourning has been observed.
1: Oh, that's so, good.
0: So a lot of things will happen after. And it, it took, I think, um, King George the uh, sixth died uh, in February, and she didn't become officially... She wasn't crowned until June. So February, March, April, May, June, four months. It will take that much time because her, her body will also uh, be at Westminster Abbey for three days uh, for the morning and then she will be, crema- uh, she will be um, you know... Buried. Buried.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say cremated. They don't cremate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boris Johnson, who visited the Queen at Bar- Balmoral Castle just days ago... To resign as britain's prime minister has paid tribute to the monarch by saying this is our country's saddest day you wanted to talk about whales i think that's the right moment uh, to talk about whales because they are the most important
1: mammal in in our uh, human species mm-hmm. well i mean we have had so many whale sightings in BC in this last little while. Within this past month, we've I've already reported three, um, and one that happened recently actually could have been very dangerous for for two boaters. Oh yeah, so, it just came under
0: their boat, right?
1: No, this is a different one. So actually, the the whales themselves didn't affect the boaters. It was um, it was actually a seal. Um, a very very heavy seal that was trying to a sea lion sorry was trying to get away from the whales, mm-hmm. so he hops on the boat mm. on a small boat oh, yeah. and the boat flips, wow. with two people in it. Wow! But then eventually the sea lion was actually able to jump off and then the boat came back. It came back <laughs> down, but all because of the whales, right? Um, but it's really really crazy to see how many like killer whales or whales in general are just you know going through the um, through our area right now and um one of the researchers was actually talking about how they are very smart and they're also interested in us oh yes so if they as see much us, as we
0: are interested in them
1: yeah so they want to come up they want to see us <laughs> so i thought that was really really interesting to talk about think about as well
0: yeah, that's beautiful that's cute mm-hmm. i always like to to uh, learn a little bit more about the whales um and the orcas mm-hmm. oh another favorite um sea animal for us mm-hmm. thank you so very much um, we, we will have a, an interesting interview with um, a, a young musician and he's got a beautiful organization uh, and his name is Akhil Joban Putra and every month he tries to hold a classical music it's called Batak, uh, and, uh, and this month too uh, in the next next week I think there is a program and so we'll be talking to him right after this short commercial break. Um, and if you have any uh, thoughts on on what we talked about, the Queen, you want to say a few words, please feel free to do so before we start that interview. Spice Radio, Radio Rune Gym Sundarayap, Gup Shabka program hai. Aaj, uh, agar aapne join to और जैसे मैंने प्रोग्राम के शुरू में कहा आज का दिन लोगों की दिल में दिमाग में ज़हन में एक बहुत ही गहरी छाप छोड़ जाएगा क्योंकि आज के दिन में साल की उम्र में इंग्लैंड की महारानी क्वीन एलिजाबेथ 2 का देहांत हुआ है और उन उनकी जगह ले रहे हैं उनके बेटे और चार्ल्स के बारे में इतना कहना मैं जरूरी समझती हूं कि इससे पहले जितने भी uh, होने वाले king या queen हैं wo घर pe उनको पढ़ाया जाता था। charles को छोटी उम्र से ही, uh, school college में दाखिल किया गया और uh, उन्होंने apni जो पढ़ाई की है, वो obviously uh, एक ऐसे इंसान हैं जिन्हें bachelors degree bhi and he's considered as a modern heir to the throne is uh, 73 saal is आ बादशाह बने हैं और किंग चार्ल्स द थर्ड के नाम से जाने जाएंगे आज के हमारे इस कार्यक्रम में हम आपकी मुलाकात अखिल जुबन पुत्र के साथ करवाना चाहते हैं अखिल हमारी अपनी कम्युनिटी के एक बहुत ही जाने पहचाने यंग राइजन वोकलिस्ट हैं और जो कि हिंदुस्तानी संगीत में उनका बहुत ध्यान है उसके बारे में वो अपने क्लासिस भी लगाते हैं और उसके साथ-साथ शोज साथ भी करते हैं तो so, आने वाले कुछ दिनों में उनके यहां से एक बहुत ही जबरदस्त प्रोग्राम होने वाला है इंडियन क्लासिकल म्यूजिक सोसाइटीऑ वंकूवर के अंतर्गत वह एक बैठक सीरीज करते हैं जिन्में की नए ने कलाकारों को वह इंट्रड्यूज करते हैं aur unse hum iske bare jankari lenge ki kaun wo feature karne to aaiye hum aapki mulaqat karwate hain akhil jubonputra के साथ akhil uh, most welcome in our program kaise i am doing well shushma how about you i am doing really well uh, a little sad day today because of the queen but having said that um jo wo to for, sure, for sure.
4: yes that is the way of life
0: it <laughs> <laughs> certainly is um, Akhil let's talk a little bit about Indian Classical Music Society of Vancouver first sure so yes. how long has it been uh, that you started this society yeah so I
4: actually started the organization when I was 12 years old um, so Akhil
0: your voice is a little off at the moment where are you uh, calling us from
4: Oh, I'm calling from my home. Okay, uh,
0: so maybe stay at this place wherever you are and don't deviate from it because your voice is very clear here.
4: Okay. Okay. Sure. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I I started the organization when I was 12 years old. Wow. Um. Which was which was about I guess 14 years ago now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. But we incorporated as a not for profit in 2017. Right. Um, so it's really 2017 onwards where, you know, we, we, we've we had the capacity to host more regular programming um, and have more artists come in from, you know, all over the globe to visit us and present with us here in Vancouver.
0: Now, I know that as a child, and we talked last time when we were talking to you, you were interested in classical music. Uh, was it singing Uh, most most of it, or was it instrumental classical music?
4: Yeah, so uh, it started really with a mix of both. Um, I started learning tabla when I was three years old. Uh, There was a a teacher here by the name of Karamjeet Singh. Um, So I first started with him, and he taught me tabla, and the really wonderful thing with him was that um, he played all sorts of instruments as well as tabla. Uh-huh. So, because I was so young, obviously, sometimes I would get impatient uh-huh. <laughs> sitting in the class. So, sometimes all he would do is he would bring out his different instruments like shenai and sitar yeah. and just play them for me. Right. So, right at the get go, you know, I, I got exposed to the breadth of what Indian classical music could be. Uh, and then, shortly after, you know, I started my training with. Ashanti from the Jasad School of Music here
2: mm-hmm.
4: um and then a few other local teachers um and then the journey just kept continuing and you know I've it, it's it's a music form that's just be always been a part of who I am
2: mm-hmm. so
4: um it's it's stuck with me till this day happily <laughs> well, I'm I'm really
0: very pleased to know that you are sticking with it because as a young uh, artist, uh, you were very impressionable. Uh, I, I I know that when I would see you perform or, you know, do a piece uh, at, at one of the functions, that you would put your 200%. And I think you see that, and you also can see whether uh, a child that is interested in music is going to pursue that, or is this a fad? It was never a yeah. fad for you.
4: No, yeah. no. And it's such a it is such a demanding art form. Like mm. it's, it's really. It's often described as an ocean, mm. uh, and I can't think of a better metaphor because you so often get lost within all the intricacies and the layers that you can unravel right. within it. Um, and because it's an improvised art form too, you end up learning a lot about yourself, who mm-hmm. you are as a person how you perceive the world around you because you have to tap into your identity to for that music to flow out, for that inspiration to come out on the spot. So it is very demanding. So you have to always put in your all. And you also have to be open to being humbled. Mm. Like you have to be open for mistakes to happen, for and then that's where your gurus come in to help you to help guide you along the way.
0: So Let me take you back and ask you um, a few fundamental questions, which many people who have are not familiar with uh, Indian classical music uh, and they look at Western music, which is a written form, and you cannot deviate from the... uh, So say, for example, if someone is playing uh, violin and they've Mm. got a chart in front of them, they will play those notes exactly. There is no deviation from it. Yeah. Whereas in Indian music, there is always a chance of deviation. Can you explain how that is possible?
4: Yeah. So in, in Indian classical music, it's a it's a fine line of balancing structure or let's say form. Yes. And then the formless, you know. Ah. Uh, and that also translates into a lot of Indian philosophy. So mm. it all kind of... Ties into that. Uh, you have the form, for example, if uh, as a uh, Indian classical musician, that form would be the rag,
2: mm, right? Mm. And
4: for those who don't know much about Indian classical music, you could think of a rag as being a grouping of notes. Right. Um, but the notes, you know, some notes you sing longer than others. Some notes you can skip. It has these fundamental rules or right. an outline. Right. how you are supposed to treat the notes of the rag. So that does give you a sense of a structure. Right. But then within that structure, um, you have the ability to improvise.
2: Right. So you
4: have to keep in mind what the rag demands of you. Mm. But at the same time, you want to push into those demands and be playful with it and see what comes to your mind, what, what the notes of the rag inspires you to bring out. Uh, And then that kind of formulates the improvisation process. And we do have compositions too, uh, but like you said, in Western music, the compositions end up becoming rigid in the sense that everything is mapped out for you. Mm. Whereas in Indian classical music, everything isn't mapped out for you. So you have the composition, which is rigid, but then you also have to improvise on top of that composition. So um, and and one interesting thing actually is in Western classical music, long long ago, improvisation actually was a very important part of the music. Right. But I think once, if I'm remembering correctly, once the German composers got a lot of popularity, then right. standardization came into play more. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, in terms of Indian classical music, that. It, it, that improvisation is again part of a mix of there being some structure, mm-hmm. but then working within it and seeing what you can uncover.
0: So let me just ask you, maybe it's a silly question, but let me just ask you that <laughs> because I'm curious about that. So say of for course. example, you are uh, you're playing a particular rag and, uh, and then you go into your improvisation and now with you, you have Uh, tabla tabla, uh, player you also might have um, other instruments with you how do they follow that improvisation would they be would they know how to follow you
4: yeah so it's a it is a very good question by the way okay (laughs) so um the, it, it A, depends on the form. Yes. So it, if I'm talking about what I sing primarily, which is called khayal, uh-huh. um, in this form, the composition uh, is already ingrained in a tal, okay. which is a rhythmic cycle. Right. So the tabla player might not really know what I'm singing. They might not be familiar with the composition. Mm. But if they can understand what Talit's in, Mm. then in general they don't have much of an issue because they don't have to really follow what I'm doing. Mm. They just have to maintain the rhythmic cycle that is established in the composition. Uh, And they'll improvise a little bit here and there. Right. But their goal is to keep that rhythm going while I do my work, which, which will kind of play with the rhythm. And then the melodic accompanist, Mm. so that could be a harmonium, it could be a sarangi, it could be a dilruba, lots of options. Mm. But whoever they are and whatever instruments they're playing, they have to follow me to the point. Right. So um, again, they might know the composition or the rag and they might not know it. Mm. But either way, I'm improvising. So they're not going to be able to tell what I'm going to do next. So they have to have a very keen ear and try to match what I'm doing on their instrument uh, which is a very you know it's a very difficult task <laughs> and it takes a lot of a lot of training and insight to get to that point
0: so um, so when you are learning and and does your guru ever try to become rogue and do that so that you will have to then sweat it out and keep up with him. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean definitely, especially if I'm, you know, accompanying my accompanying my gurus, whether it's you know vocally or if I'm playing harmonium for them. Yes, you know, they 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 often will make a point because um, that process is also a learning process. Of course, me, right? Yes, um, and even while they're teaching me about the rag, um, especially my uh, the gurus who I'm I've been learning with now, my advanced training. Mm. Uh, Pandita Rundravid and Pandita Rijit
2: Mahalanabis—they—they
4: mm. they make it a point because they teach some very complex rags sometimes, mm. and their their role as a guru is to show me all the possible paths you can take ah. uh, in in you know improvising in the rag. Right. So they'll they'll show me with some things which will take me you know a while to comprehend, <laughs> and mm. um, and that's just part of the you know the learning process.
0: So before I ask you to give me more details about the show that is coming up, let me ask you one more question on the same vein as we've been talking about. So when we go to a concert or when you have your Batek series, uh, we are talking about, um, we 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 are seeing an artist perform and they've got their people who are accompanying them they usually probably have already set up what they're going to be doing and the composition is there and the variation probably they will go a little bit but they wouldn't go crazy over the variation and just uh, go totally left field or totally right field uh, they would remain within the center so that audience is also understanding with them because there might be some audience that are not that advanced as far as classical music is concerned. Am I right in thinking?
4: Yeah, I mean it. It ultimately depends on the philosophy of each individual artist.
2: Mm. Um,
4: from what my experience has been, is actually so recently I gave a performance. Um, it was uh, it was a very different kind of performance for me. I sang in front of a Save on Foods. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was in it was in Surrey, and it was part of. Um, uh, were uh, something organized by Canada's music incubator, Okay. and I it was for an audience that had zero experience with Indian classical music. Okay, but I decided to do a little experiment,
2: uh-huh. and
4: I sang a very, very rare rag. Oh, Hansa Kinkini, and it's a that, again, that you won't even hear in concerts in India. Can you s- can you say the name again, please? It's called Hansa Kinkini. Uh, Uh It's a very pretty name. The name means uh, like an ornament, like a jewel Uh uh, that's shaped like a swan.
2: Oh, Um, So
4: Hansa Kinkini, it's very pretty, but it's a very rare rag, you know, for whatever reasons it may be. Uh But I thought, you know, let me sing something very obscure Uh for an audience that has pretty much no understanding of Indian classical music. right? And it was received quite well because what I have... um, Uh, realize now is that it doesn't really matter what you're singing but it matters how you're presenting it
2: Mm.
4: Um, and and if you know that your audience isn't very educated with Indian classical music you don't have to dumb anything down for them necessarily but you have that responsibility as an artist to explain things and to walk through your process with the audience Um, which is what I did. And so I find that, you know, some artists may feel that, you know, they have to present certain popular rags or common, you know, or or not, you know, go too crazy with their improvisations if uh, if an audience is new to the music. Right. But um, I think that it's better that the artist remains true to what they do, Ah. but then they, you know, walk through the audience and interact with them and try to get them to understand what their artistic process is.
0: That's beautiful. I I love the way you've explained it, and it would be not very nice of me, but I will ask you anyway, (laughs) are you in a (laughs) position to give me a, a little... Taste of this rare rug on air or that's not possible?
4: Sure, I can do that. Let me just get my Tanpura going.
0: Okay. Shall uh, I take a short commercial break while you have your Tanpura going? Oh, I got
4: it up. Oh, okay, you oh, Perfect. Okay, here yeah. we go then. So, like I said, the name of the rag is uh, Hansa Kinkini. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I'll just share a few lines from the, sure. From the composition.
2: Sure ee <sweak> <sweak>
4: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: Hill that is just beautiful beautiful Thank you. I'm, I'm going to take a <laughs> short
4: break it it's is a very it, pretty it
0: certainly is I'm going to take a short break and come back don't go anywhere because we're sure. going to talk about the show that is happening uh, Akhil Joban Putra is with us don't go away we'll be right back Spice Radio Radio Rimjim Sundariya have Shabka program hai, Akhil Joban Putra hai. Aur, Akhil welcome back to the program so we were talking about all the beautiful rags, and I was building it up because you're going to have a concert this month. Last month, I think uh, the concert was postponed, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. So we've rescheduled that concert uh, for November,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
4: but we do have one coming up uh, next weekend on September 17th. Mm-hmm. So uh, this program is featuring uh, vocalist uh, Shivani Jage. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, she's
4: a really wonderful vocalist um, from the Kirana Gharana, which ah. is uh, one of the lineages um, in in North Indian classical khayal music. Okay, uh, and she is going to be. She lives in Seattle, but she uh, has performed globally, uh, and she's also been featured at. Uh, you know, what's considered the most prestigious Indian classical music festival in the world, uh, sawai Gandharva uh, Bhimsen Mohotsav, which happens in Pune. Mm-hmm. So she's a very accomplished artist, as well as a composer, a scholar, and an educator. Um, and she's going to be giving us a concert which is going to be uh, thematic. So the Kirana Gharana, the lineage from which she hails from, is going to talk a little bit about the lineage about you know um, what its characteristics are you know the history of it and the repertoire of the lineage as well so it's a perfect opportunity whether someone you know is encountering Indian classical music for the first time or for the hundredth time hmm. uh, it's a chance for them to be engaged while they're listening to the music. Learn a little bit about it. Uh, obviously, listen to some beautiful music, and then up after the concert, we have a open Q and A session. So as you were, as you saw at our last program with um, our Sarangi artist Pankaj Mishra, um, you know the audience had a chance to ask questions and learn more about the team as well as whatever they wanted to ask. Mm -hmm. So it really ends up being a very fulfilling experience for those who come because you get to take away something with you too. uh, And the audience and the artists, we all end up growing together uh, during the process.
0: I think, you know, when I was watching that particular uh, concert of yours, uh, I saw that the... There were two sets of people sitting there, some on the floor, wanted to mm. sit on the floor and just enjoy the concert like in India, real Batek series, and some sat on the you know chairs. But it was the mesmerizing uh, combination of vocal and instrumental, which sort mm. of really was just almost out of this world. Uh, I would use the word divine. That's how I felt sitting there and listening to it all. And many people have different, uh, I guess, experiences. Yeah. And you must have uh, talked to many people after the concerts. And what are some of the words that they use to describe the journey that they've had with you?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, a, a lot of the folks who, you know, I talked to about afterwards were my students mm. uh, because I really wanted to see how they experienced it. And they also were experiencing it from different levels, you know, with their with their learning. Um, so some of them described it as you had, you know, it was a very um, enthralling experience. It was meditative You know, like one of my students, I remember he was sitting on the floor. He just had his eyes closed Mm. and, you know, he was listening to the music and absorbing it all. Um, Other people have described it as being educational as well, Mm. Um, you know, being fun, which is always lovely to hear because I don't think people often enough think of Indian classical music as fun, uh, but it really can be fun so um uh they're describing it as fun divine mellifluous, um and and like you said you know everyone will take away something different right uh, and where it it depends on what your experience with the music has been before and um you know if if you have any expectations around it um and the that concert environment which you spoke of in regards to having both floor seating and chair seating um, we do that because, uh, you know, people who sit on the floor, you know, they can have a very different type of experience mm. compared to sitting on a chair. Mm. Because like you said, traditionally in India, in Bethax, which mm. are pretty much, you know, intimate chamber concerts, yes, uh, pretty much the audience is sitting at the same level as the artist. Right. Um, so, you know, the eye contact that you will establish with the artists and whatever you as an audience will say as, um, you know, appreciation, like if you say shabash
2: Mm. or va, you Mm. know, which
4: traditionally are accolades given to the artist during a concert, Mm. that will reach the artist directly. And a more intimate relationship can be established between artists and audience. Right. Um, So we really love to encourage, you know, those who can and who are comfortable to, uh, to, you know, join us up on the floor in the front because, You you experience the music very differently.
0: I think acoustically, too, it is different. When you're sitting higher up, uh, uh, the the notes that you're catching or the frequencies that you're catching are different uh, from when you're sitting on the floor.
4: Yeah, because also because you're closer to the artist. Yeah, you're you're not really only hearing the sound through the sound system. Yes, that's you right. You a- actually get to hear the sound from the instruments and the artist themselves. Ah, that's true. So, so the, the sound quality is not tampered as much. It's much more resonating. Um, so, yeah, you it's again a very different experience. So these
0: Betic series that you're having um, this particular month on the seventeenth. We have a female artist, and mm. can you give a little bit more information about the artist?
4: Yeah, so um, Shrivani ji, like I said, uh, she's based in Seattle, and um, she's performed not only at the Savai Festival, but also for other very uh, reputable organizations in India, uh, as well as the states such as the Indian Music Society in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and training-wise, she first started with her uh, with members from her family mm. uh, when she was four years old, and this is back in India.
2: Wow. Um,
4: and then she also studied from Dr. Sharad Gadre mm. uh, and Pandit Parameshwar Hegde. Mm. And Parameshwarji is is a uh, very important artist in the Kirana Gharana specifically um, the, the lineage holders that are present in Tharavad, Karnataka. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, there are a lot of, you know, very prominent vocalists that have come from Karnataka, such as Dhimson Joshi. Right. Um, you know, um, a lot of very prominent vocalists from the Kirana lineage. Mm-hmm. So she, she is tied into that very same lineage.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and she's also done a lot of projects um, such as composing uh, and recording for independent films. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also a visiting artist with the University of Washington School of Music's Ethno Musicology program. Um, so she's a very well-rounded artist, uh, and she also likes to incorporate a lot of storytelling in her performing, mm-hmm. uh, which of course will pan out very well with uh, our concert being a thematic one. Beautiful. So I personally am very excited to see um, how she presents her material and how she engages with the audience through storytelling as well.
0: Okay, so um, people wanted tickets. Where can they get it, and how can they contact you?
4: Yeah, so if people would like tickets, uh, you can visit uh, our website, which is icmsv.org. Uh, I'll repeat that again, icmsv.org. And over there, you can just search what our upcoming events are and click the concert ticket button for for this particular event. Uh, And again, it's at September 17th, which is a Saturday at 7 p.m. And this is being hosted at uh, the Sanctuary at Vancouver Unitarians, Mm -hmm. which is around the intersection of Langara and 49. Beautiful. So quite transit accessible, lots of parking there as well. And if you have any questions, you can feel free to contact me at info.icmsc at gmail.com
0: Beautiful. As always, Akhil, I am indebted to you for doing these beautiful concerts.
4: Thank you. And likewise, I mean, getting support from you, Shushmaji, really means a lot because uh, these art forms are really beautiful and At least one of our um, mandates for our uh, organization is to make our events accessible and to introduce new audiences to Indian classical music. Um, So the work that you're helping us do will help us get a little closer to that mark.
0: Thank you for saying that, and I hope that the community gets together and supports you.
4: Yes, likewise. Looking forward to seeing you all there. Take care. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye akhil juban putra an amazing artist within our community get together and support if you need more information don't forget to give us a call and we'll give you more information on the concert with that we come to the end of our show we'll be here tomorrow pankaj ji hopefully will be giving uh will be with us uh, and uh Pankaj Goghna, stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio and your requests with Nutanji on Radio Ramcham.